Awesome, awesome, awesome. Have you been loving this series that we're in called Solid Ground? I hope that you're really getting some great things out of it to uh, continue to work on your foundation and your family, your life, your business, and whatever. Hey, we have, we have a, a ton of people that are watching online. First of all, we have Netherlands. Now, you guys have been on every single week for a very long time. I wanna, I wanna get to know you. Would you please send an email to pastort at freedomhouse.cc and uh, those of y'all that are listening, no complaints to Pastor T at freedomhouse.cc. That's uh, Stephanie Blanton at freedomhouse.cc. That's where you send your complaints to, or Aaron, all right. So I wanna know who you are because first of all, I don't even know where the Netherlands is. I have been to Ikea, but I've never been to the Netherlands. I don't even think, that's not where Ikea is from, is it, Netherlands? Forgive me. Florida, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, um, MI, I think that's Michigan, Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, Ohio, New Hampshire, uh, Minnesota, uh, Tennessee, Indiana, and Delaware. Let's give it up for all of our online folks. Great to have you. So I've got a great friend with us today, um, one of my best friends in the world. We just met a few years back and we just connected, you know, just gel with somebody. And it's one of those relationships where no matter no matter the time frame in between you get together, when you get back together, you just pick up right where you left off. And I am a firm, firm believer that as a pastor, I want people that are gonna come and speak into your life that have a very pastoral heart. Roger Archer is one of those guys. He's a great friend, he's a great leader. He's building a church in one of the most difficult parts of the nation, Seattle, Washington. It is extremely difficult in that part of the world. It's dark, but aren't you thankful that God has put bright lights in those dark places? Isn't that great? Come on, give God a big hand for that. And so today he's got a great message for you. He has a song that he wants you to hear before his message that our worship team is gonna do so phenomenally well. But when they're done with this song, would you do me a big favor at the end of that? As Roger's coming up, would you just stand up and honor him when he does come up and give him a great Freedom House welcome? Would you do that for me? Enjoy this right here. Took a hard left, but we're all right. Yeah, life sure can 
You may be seated. Man, man. You know, the benefit of getting to travel is you get to see a lot of stuff. You get to see a lot of really, really good stuff and a lot of really, really not so good stuff. A lot of really, really good churches and some they're just trying real hard. And you know, COVID, uh, in 2020, January 1, there were 365,000 evangelical Christian churches in America. January 1st, 2022, 255,000. COVID took 110,000 churches, churches that went away forever, never coming back. And it's amazing what you have here. 
and, 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 and it'd be easy to like just methodically go through your day and just kind of miss it. But let me just tell you from a guy that gets to go a lot of places, and I'm very blessed and privileged to do so, that you are in the one-tenth of the 1% of all churches left in America. 250 churches might be bigger, but they ain't better. This is an amazing church, and you got a general at the helm in Pastor Troy Maxwell. And I, I, I just want you to not miss it. Because that only not says, I'm not only saying that about him, I'm saying something about you. Because if God has brought you to the one-tenth of the 1%, God's probably up to something in your life. Because you're here to be strategically, aren't you glad God doesn't use people? Aren't you glad God utilizes people? Because you're not a tool to be used, you're a jewel to be utilized. Say this out loud, say, I am a jewel in the eyes of God. Can we get right into it? Can we just blow by all the clever stuff and just go for it? Cool. Um, 20 months ago, I was diagnosed with cancer during COVID over a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, and my blood work came back and they said, it's a 50-50 coin flip. Your days look different when you hear that. You, 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 you don't count your days, you weigh them. I wasn't ready to be done. I got stuff to do. And, and so I had this radical surgery that altered my life and gutted me like a fish. And it was absolutely painful and horrible. But it got the cancer and so I get to live more. Yay. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Here, here, here's the uncool part of it. Cancer came back. And then I had the dubious privilege of getting to go through 39 bouts of treatment. And I think the last time I was here, I was flying out to go get treatment. If some of you, if, if this is your first, second, or third time, cheer up, your pastor will be back next week. Um, <laughs> but welcome to the, one of the best churches in America. Um, yeah, so I was going to get treatment, and so I went through all my treatment, and it was God-awful. I mean, it was just God-awful. Nauseated, vomiting in the parking lot, going down to my office and just trying to grind uh, pastoring through COVID and we built a, a brand new campus. And so uh, that was like $15 million in raising money. You, you guys, you guys get it. You're doing stuff for God. And I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't stop. I wasn't going to stop because greater is the spirit of God that dwells within you than the spirit of the world that is against you. First John four, four says, so, uh, uh, so 90 days ago, I, I got my last blood work done. I stand before you today, completely cancer free. <laughs> Pretty cool. So thank you for your prayers. Um, I, 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 love, I love having friends like, like Troy and Penny because they're friends. They're friends. And we, we are friends. We challenge each other. We push each other. We encourage each other. Um, matter of fact, <laughs> uh, as I was coming up here to preach, you know, I thought he was going to lean over and pray for me. He said, don't suck. I said, yeah, I'll do my best. But that's, a, that's one of the boys' thing. It's all good. I want to talk to you about Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals us. You, you, you see, the, the reason why I had the, the worship team sing the song is when I got diagnosed with cancer, I lost it. And I was spun. 
And, uh, you know, we might make a distinction between secular and sacred, but let me just tell you, there's nothing that's not God's, <laughs> especially when truth is involved, because tr- all truth is God's truth, because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, not a truth, but the truth. So all truth is God's truth, no matter where it's found. So if it's found in a song by Marin Morris, and it's true, that song belongs to God. And let me just tell you, when I was going through my treatment and I was going through surgeries, I listened to that song probably about a thousand times, because my world was rocked. But you see... It's not a matter of if your world's gonna get rocked, but when your world gets rocked, what does your foundation do? Does your foundation stand secure and strong or does your foundation list? What are you built on? Yeah, you're gonna have the paint peel and the, man, the windows of my life got completely blown out. And, and, and it didn't look pretty in the house of Archer. But man, my foundation was strong because my my life is built on the word of God. And the, and the reason why this book is the bestseller of all times isn't because it's so easy reading. Have you ever read it? I was 18 years old the first time I was handed a Bible. Four o'clock in the morning, completely hungover. Coming from my dad's bar, watching my uncle get murdered. And this girl in my school, her dad led me to Jesus and said, here, <laughs> that was my discipleship, Pastor Troy, read this. I was so intimidated. I looked at the size of it. I'd never read a book in my life. So I, I went to the middle because <laughs> I couldn't start at the beginning. I found the book of Paslums. And when I, when I got to Paslums, I was, I, was so, I was so moved. I mean, I got to Paslums 23 and I committed it to memory. The Lord is my shepherd. I show him that walk. He makes me lay down on green pastures. Wooka, wooka, wooka. And I was like loving the book of Paslums. And so I tell everybody and there's about a month goes by and a lady comes up. She goes, yo, son, uh, the P is silent. Did not know that. The guy just said this. He goes, this book has relevant answers for today's tough questions. That's a good thing to know. So when I told my dad that I gave my heart to Jesus, I was living with my dad. He said, well, pack your crap and get out of my house because I don't want one of those Jesus wussies in my house. And so not only um, uh, did I lose my uncle, but I lost my dad's relationship and I, I lost a place to live. And I lost my employment, which is kind of important. And so I went to the table of contents. Relevant answers for today's tough questions. That's what the guy said. I found the book of Job. And then, and then when I found the book of Job, I got to chapter three and needed medication and counseling because I was fighting depression. You might not understand this book, but let me just tell you, it understands you. Because this is not a, a book of history. This book, is a, it says about itself, it's alive and active. It's a lung-giving breath. It's a womb-giving birth. Every time you turn the pages, it gets inside and it doesn't come out empty. So it says about itself. I want to introduce you to uh, Jehovah Rapha today. Now, there are 16 names in the Bible uh, that refer to the characteristics of Jehovah. 16 different names. I'm not going to take the time to go through them all. I'm going to focus on one, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Do you know, do you know when you meet someone how that someone's name leaves an impression? Right? I remember the first time I ever met Troy Maxwell. Uh, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and I, I went and, I, I, and I, I, I didn't know him, but he comes he's, friendly dude and comes up, gives me a hug, give him a hug. Have you ever, have you ever hugged um, a fire hydrant? <laughs> Just grab one of those metal chunks of iron like, dang, this dude's like a fire hydrant that's 6'2". Yeah. And, and, and then, I, then I met his beautiful wife, Penny. That girl's a gun. And I'm not talking 22 caliber, I'm talking 50 cal, man, great big bullets. They made an impression on me. I'm like, 
what I will pay money to fly to North Carolina just to hang. I want to be with those people. When I met Jehovah Rapha, when I met Jehovah Rapha, he made an impression. Now, in the book of Exodus, chapter 15, I want to walk through the different places in the Bible when Jehovah Rapha shows up because Jehovah Rapha isn't showing up instantly in Genesis 1-1. Matter of fact, it's Exodus chapter 15. 1,800 years. Everyone say 1,800 years. That's a long time, isn't it? 1,800 years before the birth of Christ, God liberated the Jews from slavery via the conduit of plagues. Now, it's interesting. The first plague of the 10 plagues was blood in the Nile. The last plague was blood leaving the body of the oldest Egyptian son. We'll come back to that. But after the miracles and liberation, there was a celebration. Don't you know when God does something that's liberating, you need to celebrate you need to celebrate, because I believe this, that God prophetically wants to give you a, liber- a liberation. He wants to bring you liberty. It's appropriate you're talking about liberty offerings because God, via the conduit of his Holy Spirit, wants to liberate you. You are not destined to be bound. You are destined to be free. You are made to be free. Galatians 5.1 says, stand fast, therefore, with the liberty where Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. God wants you to be free. You're a candidate for, for freedom today. Then Miriam the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine and led all the women, and they played their tambourine and danced. And Miriam sang the song, sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously, has hurled the horse and the rider into the sea. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of Sur. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding water. Then they came to the oasis of Marah. The water was too bitter to drink, so they called the place Marah, which means bitter. Then the people complained. Isn't that interesting? What happened three days prior? Oh, God parted the Red Sea. Yippee-doo. Hooray. God is so grand. And then hardship came, difficulty came, and when they, when they didn't get what they wanted, the way they wanted it, and discomfort settled in, I'll say it again, when discomfort settled in, they began to complain. Have you ever been around a complainer? How many of you are married? No, 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 you're driving home. No. Don't vote. Counseling's way too expensive. <laughs> they complained and, and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? It exposed their foundation. You see, what storms do, they don't disqualify you from having to something to say. They validate you to have something to say. Oh, right. yeah. Your failings, hey, just because you had a failing does not make you a failure. Yeah. You, the, the storms of your life don't disqualify you. They validate you because they expose the foundation that you either have or have not built upon. Can someone say amen? Amen. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a piece of wood. (laughs) What a brilliant strategy. A piece of tree bark. Hmm. What's our strategy? Hey, Moses, throw it into the water. So he did, and it made the water good to drink. There at Mara, the Lord set before them the following decrees of standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, if you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying the commands and keeping all of his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent to the Egyptians. Can we read this last line out loud together, all those online and those in the house today? Ready? Here we go. For I am the Lord that heals you. That word heals is specifically Rapha the first time it shows up in the Bible. Now, when, when you think about the Lord's healing, the, instance, the, 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 the initial thing we go to obviously is the physiological, right? We go right to the healing of our body. But can I just tell you that you are not just a bag of bones. 
You're not just a bag of bones. You are made up in a triune trinity. You are comprised of body, soul, and spirit. And this word Rapha is not limited to the physical, but is inferring to the holistic. You see, many of you are masking it really well. You, you, you have wounds that have not become scars yet. And when we have wounds, we nurse them, we curse them, and we rehearse them, but God wants to reverse them. You see, God wants you not to nurse, not to curse, not to rehearse, but reverse. And the only way that's gonna happen is through Rafa. I'm sorry, Jack Daniels, cocaine, hookups, travel trips, purchase and acquisition, Nordstrom half yearly sale, ain't gonna make right what needs to be made right. You need Jehovah Rapha. We're gonna talk about him a little bit more. Now he's not, he, he's not only there, 700 years. Now you fast forward 700 years before the birth of Christ, the prophet Isaiah foresaw Jehovah Rapha, liberating the people once again through the birth of Jesus Christ, God's son. Here's what he says. Now, Jeho- mind you, uh, Isaiah, who's prophesying to the northern kingdom before they fell, he's looking seven centuries into the future. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest of grief. Aren't you glad you have a God that identifies? Have you ever had somebody pray for you? Like they come from a white picket fence life. Had a boo-boo, they fell off their bike and scraped their knee. Come, let me mourn with you. Honey, you don't know what mourning is. I'm not sure you're really equipped. Don't you just love to have people pray with you that have been there, done that? Let me just scoop you up, honey. He's acquainted. He was despised and we did not care. Yet as our weakness he carried, it was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought the troubles that, and the punishment where they were from God and the punishment of his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. And he was whipped so we could be Rapha. That's the word. The word that's used there in Isaiah is the word Rapha. So he's talking about a holistic healing. But then 30 years after the birth of Christ, Jehovah Rapha is getting busy with the flesh healing folks. Matthew chapter 8, verse 15. But when Jesus touched her, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. I saw this t-shirt the other day. Nice story, babe. Now make me a sandwich. I mean, I don't know if that's spiritual, but it sure sounded good to me. (laughs) That evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus, and he cast the evil spirits out with a simple command. Don't you love that? He's not lathering it up. He's not spitting, shouting. "Ah!" He's like, hey, you, bounce. You out. Such authority. Do you know that you're entitled to to that authority? You, you are entitled to that authority as a child of God. He cast out the spirit. This fulfilled the word through the Lord of the prophet Isaiah, who said he took our sickness and removed our diseases. Now, 30 years after the resurrection of the ascension of Christ, we see Jehovah Rapha doing what he promised he would do again in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. He personally carried our sins on his body on the cross so that, so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right, right for by his wounds you are healed. We live in a fallen world. And here's how life works. I'm 58 years old, going on 23. 
And let me tell you how life works in case you didn't know. Your life is either in a mess, coming out of a mess, or going into a mess. And that's pretty much how it works your whole life long. If you're thinking for, for this like uh, euphoric place of absolute um, nirvana, yeah, uh, that's not going to happen. So many people say, if God is so good, why is the world so evil and wicked? And I just say, welcome to earth. <laughs> We're not in heaven yet. Your roots shouldn't go down. Your roots should go up. This world is not your home. Paul says we are strangers and we are aliens. We are not of this world. We're in it, but not of it. So let's make the best of it. Now, I, I told you earlier that we are, um, that we are bound together, right? Body, soul, spirit. And I think that in order for us to have a clear understanding of who Rafa is, we really do need to have this sense of understanding of how we're made because some of us, quite frankly, we just simply really don't fully grasp it. That we are not a singular strand of body. We're not a singular strand of soul and we're not a singular strand of spirit. But what we are is what's known as a helix. We are a braid woven together, bound together, tied together, unable to separate one from the other. And at the end of the day, here we are. We are just this wonderful design of tapestry made by God, braided together, body, soul, and spirit. Now, some of us, some of us, hey, your bodies are working five by five, man. They are working good. Enjoy it. That's going to end. Some of us, some of us, our bodies are good, but our souls, our souls are not good. Now, let me tell you what your soul is. This is theology like 301. Your soul is made up of four things. Mind, emotions, personality, and will. Your soul is not the entity that will live forever and ever. Your soul is your mind, your emotions, your personality, and your will. And some of us right now have a fractured personality. We have a fractured mind. We have a fractured soul. We've been done dirty by the world and we've never really processed it. So we've got this gaping wound on the inside of us that's masked over by designer clothing and the Mac counter. Let me just tell you, you need to get this thing right in order for this thing to work right. And some of us, our spirit, some of us, our spirit is so far from whole because unless Jesus does not live merely beside you, but inside you, I tell you right now that there's a sickness that needs to be made right by the blood of Jesus and confession of your sin and the healing of God will come in when you have him go from beside to inside. That's why Jesus came to heal our spirit so that we can reside forever and ever. See, we are made together in Trinity form and so many people struggle with the Trinity, right? The Trinity is one God with three distinct personalities, God the Father has a job, his is to create. God the Son has a job, his is to connect. God the Spirit has a job, his is to comfort. Create, connect, comfort. Oh, that can't be true. Well, we see it in nutrition, right? If you have an egg, you don't have eggs. You have the shell, the yolk, and the white. We, we see it in chemistry, we see it in chemistry, right? So, so two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen, right? You turn on the tap, you get... You freeze it, you get. You boil it, you get. Doesn't change its molecular structure. 
And we're put together body, soul, spirit in like fashion of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now Jehovah Rapha wants to come and he wants to give you a holistic healing so that your foundation may be well, so that when you get the bad report, when the world rocks, you have a firm foundation and you don't give in and cave in and go to the way of the world. You stay the way of the cross. So here's the first thing that he heals in the next 14 minutes and 17 seconds I have with you. He heals the physical wounds that pierce the physical body. He heals the physical wounds that pierce the physical body. We have 11, 11 organs and systems. The integratory system, which is the skin and the hair, skeletal, muscular, nervous, endocrine, cardiovascular, lymphatic, respiratory, digestive, urinary, reproductive, male and female. Four types of tissues. We have four types of tissues. Kleenex, no. Connective, epithelial, muscular, nervous, connective tissue supports other tissues that bind them together. 206 bones, the human body, by the way. 16 gallons of water, 1.5 gallons of blood. You see, Jehovah Rapha. He is the God that can heal your physical body. My sophomore year of college, I played football at the University of Missouri, and uh, my dream was to play in the NFL. It's all I ever wanted to do. I thought about it, dreamt about it. I had the, 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 the NFL football pillow, the garbage can. I had the jersey. I just wanted to play in the league. My sophomore year, I got a compound fracture in my shoulder. Now, I'd been following Jesus for two years, which meant I didn't know much about God. My sophomore year, I, I got a compound fracture and they took me to surgery, fine, put it back together, fine, I'm gonna do rehab, but I got staph infection. Now, let me tell you something about staph infection. Uh, 50 out of 100,000 surgeries, the, the patient will get staph. 30% of those are fatal. I was one of those. I lost 25 pounds, I lost my eyesight, 105 temperature, and I was in the... I was in the intensive care and I was dying. I heard the phone call made to my mom. <clears throat> they called my mom in Idaho and they said, you need to come because we don't think your son's gonna make it past the day. I heard the phone call. But my mom had no money to come and so I was gonna die alone. And I just said, God, if you'll save my life, I'm yours no matter what. There's a, there's a nurse that came into my room that morning, somewhere in the morning, touched my hand and said, there's a God in heaven that's heard your prayer and you're gonna be okay. I woke up the next morning, fluttered my baby blues. I could see stuff. I had no temperature and I, I, felt, I felt like I wanted to bounce. So I hit my call button. ER nurse comes in. I said, I feel great. So she did a blood culture. Every bit of the staff was out of my body. Now, my ER nurse was Georgia, and she was a sweet gal. And she's always taking care of me. I said, Georgia, thank you so much for praying for me last night. She said, Roger, I sat at the desk all night. I didn't come into your room once. Well, who came in? Well, nobody came in. You see, God has 
ways. Because God is not man and God is not mortal. God is supernatural. And some of you just quite frankly are not gonna get it with just the natural. You're gonna need the supernatural. But aren't you thankful for medical science and our doctors, and people in the medical profession? Man, I'm so thankful for them. But do you know who the greatest physician of all is? Dr. Jesus. And he is able to heal the physical body. If you have a physical malady and you need healing, baby, he's got work for you to be done in your body and he can get the job done. Someone say, I believe. Number two, he heals the emotional wounds that pierce the soul. He heals the emotional wounds that pierce the soul. You know what's crazy? I, I, if I were to take off my shirt, which I won't, I'll let Pastor Troy wear his small t-shirt for the promos that, that he does. I wear baggy. I don't want to make anyone stumble, so I wear baggy. But, but if I were to take off my shirt and if we were at a pool and, and you'd see this great big nasty scar on my shoulder, the, the, the skin is all smooth. And I look at it every once in a while and I'm like, dang, that was a nasty collision. You see, I have all kinds of memory, but no energy. S some of you, some of you have really gone through it. And you not only have memory, but you also have energy. And it's causing you to live a compensatory life. You're walking through life with a limp. You're wondering why you're not functional in a certain area of your life. is because you're not healed in an area where God has completely said, I am willing, able, and desirous to heal you emotionally. I love what he says in first, what the epistle says in First Peter chapter 5, verse 7. He says very plainly, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. Your soul is comprised of your mind, emotions, personality, and will. When I was nine years old, my parents were married and divorced to each other three times. We put the fun back in dysfunctional. I mean, it was a real circus. Wedding going here and reception going there. Crazy. My dad owned a bar which meant that he, he was working weird, crazy hours. And after the last divorce, I was back and forth between my mom and my dad. And so I, I, was, I was in third grade, so it was awkward. I was too uh, young to be left alone. So one of my uncles who lived with my aunt, I should tell you something, was my caregiver. Now, no one knew that he was a pedophile. No, nobody knew that he was a predator. Nobody knew, but I knew. And so for three years, I lived a nightmare. It was hell, brutal. Yeah, that'll mess you up. The way you see the world, the way you process relationships, the way you conflict, have conflict resolution. For three years, it was a nightmare. And I remember being 16 with my guns. And we, we were living in North Idaho where men are men and women are too. It's, it's a tough place to live. <laughs> Logging, mining community. And I was not processing well. And then I was 17 years old. And I was looking down the future of my life. And I was treating women like disposable objects rather than meaningful pursuits. And I was using people. And I was slick and clever and manipulative. And I was able to get my way because I knew how to work the room in the crowd. <laughs> 
But there was a hole in the middle of my heart and everybody thought, man, here's an all-American football player. He's an all-state basketball player. He's a valedictorian of our school. His dad owns a bar. <laughs> He's got it all. I came home one night and I had my 30-06 in my hand crossed my knees and I just said, I can't do it one more day. Jacked a shell into the chamber and put my toe on the trigger and put the barrel in my mouth and I was ready to end my life because this hole was so big and the soul that I was carrying had a wound that could not be healed by any source. And I just don't know. I can't tell you why I didn't pull the trigger. I just don't know why. Other than I just, I remember one time, one time, I was dropped off at the, at the Church of Christ. My parents were on a bender, and so they um, wanted free childcare, so they took me to the Church of Christ and dropped me off, apparently. And I, I just remember this song that this teacher t- taught me. This, Please don't sell short ministering to children. You never know who you're going to help later on. I think this is a big promo for all of our kids workers just getting like flooding sign up, right? Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Now, I learned that song. I had no context until I was 17 with a 30-30 in the barrel of my mouth, right in my life. And it was a few months later that I gave my life to Jesus. You see, he is Jehovah Rapha, whether you acknowledge him or not. Whether you are a church card carrying, tithe giving, great, great, big serving, mondo, wonderful Christian or no, he's Jehovah Rapha for everyone who would open their heart to him. He, he's always, he said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door, I will come in and be with them and have them be with me. You see, what I didn't realize till later on in life is that people aren't the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. Ephesians 6, 12 says, for our struggles, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and forces of evil in heavenly realms. There are heavenly realms. There are demonic strategies. And let's not just be so naive that we don't get it. Daniel chapter 10, Daniel was in Babylon in 550 BC, praying to God for 21 days. Finally, Gabriel shows up and goes, where you been, dude? I've been praying for 21 days. He goes, I from the day you started praying, I was dispensed, but the prince of Persia opposed me. Are you freaking kidding me? There are demonic spirits that can withhold angels of God coming to the earth. Some of us can't pray 21 minutes. Now we go to Mark, Matthew chapter five, Mark chapter five. Jesus is in the Gadarenes and he's met by a demon possessed man. He says, my name is Legion for we are many. And Jesus says, we're well, going to come out. And they said, what did they, what did the demon say? Please do not ask us to leave this region. Right above your house, right above your apartment, right above your trailer park. Let me just tell you, there are demonic spirits and they are flashing swords and they are fighting for your very well-being. But Jehovah Rapha, the one who wants to heal you, says, listen, it's really important that there be a foundation built on the rock, built on substance. Third and finally, I'd have you know this that he heals the spiritual wounds that contaminate our spirit. Man, there's a contamination. There's a contamination of our spirit. Our, I watched the Grammys 
two weeks ago, I try always, I'm, I'm a music fan, love music, but I watched as, as a septic pipe broke and just spilled all over my living room floor coming out of the TV of the Grammys. And I watched our culture screaming into the ears of our young people, our young adults, and our adults and our children. I'm like, no wonder, no wonder it's all jacked up. This is what athletes, this is what musicians, this is what actors are telling us is normative. So sorry, not sorry. That's contrary to the word of God. And for millennia, culture has tried to eat the word of God, but for millennia, the word of God has eaten culture. And our spirits get contaminated. We start calling up, down. We start calling black, white. We start calling in, out. And we just rename and call sin, not sin, because after all, we want to feel good about ourselves. So let's just lower the bar and call it something else. And that contaminates your spirit. When I was going through cancer, I, I, I needed to be cheered up. So I watched this movie called Dumb and Dumber. I'd listen to Maren Morris, and then I'd watch Tom and Tom. <laughs> then read my Bible somewhere in, the, in between all that. Um, but there's this scene when Lloyd is in love with this beautiful redhead, and his friend Harry, well, he connects with her and steals his girl. Lloyd finds out, so he makes him a coffee. <laughs> and in the coffee, he spikes it with something called turbo laxative. For fast, effective relief. One spoonful, and he pours half the bottle. Well, Harry can't make it to the date because he is indisposed. It wrecked one of those systems that we were talking about. I do not want you to go home the way you arrived. Maybe you arrived great. How about great plus? Hey, you haven't capped out yet, I promise you. But my suspicion is this. There's probably some of your bodies that need healing. There's probably some of your souls that need a touch. Then there's probably a spirit that needs to have the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Jehovah Rapha is the God who heals you. Would you bow your head and close your eyes this morning? I don't know you that well, but what I do know I like and what I like, I really do love. So this morning, if you're here and you'd say, Pastor Roger, my body needs healing. I need Jehovah Rapha to heal my body. Can you give me a little wave and say, Pastor, that's me. I, would you lift up a prayer for me this morning? Okay. Yeah, hands all, all over the place. Awesome. How about this? If you're here this morning and your soul, your mind, emotions, personality, or your will, it, it, it just needs to be healed by Jehovah Rapha. Would you give me a wave and say, man, that's me, Pastor. Yeah, awesome. How about this one? You're here today and you'd say, Pastor, Jesus doesn't live inside me, but merely beside me. And he needs to come in and heal my contaminated spirit because I need my spirit to be in union with the rest of me. If that's where you're at, can you give me a little wave? Can you say, Pastor, I want Jesus to come in. God bless you, honey. Yeah, see your hand. Yeah, see you there. Give me, can we have a hi? Good, there, there, I see you. Both of you, wait, a couple there. Good, up there in the top, good. Anybody else here? Great. See you there in the peach sweater there, hon. Okay. I'm just a simple country boy. But man, I serve a ferocious lion God who's not passive. He's infinity and oh, and he's never been beat. Father in heaven, today I pray for healing in the physical body of the children, the sheep of Freedom House. God, I pray right now that there be a touch of the soul of the people that desperately need to have this troubling of the washing waters of Jehovah Rapha. And great God, I pray right now that there would be an infusion 
of salvation to 12 people that said, I want Jesus to come live in my heart. Can we pray this out loud together? Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for your kindness that leads me to repentance. I now choose to accept you and turn from my sin. I accept your healing. I reject painful past memories. And I refuse healing into them. And I receive the healing on my physical body. I am healed now by Jehovah Rapha. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Amen. Your name is God. Your name is Jesus.